for stock. Hi, guys. It's Mary Ellen McGonigal, Senior Managing Director of Equities at Simpler Trading. And I, first of all, want to apologize for being late. I had a schedule challenge. I was challenged schedulely, but we're here. Let's go ahead and get started because I did want to share with you today how you can tell if your stock is it pulling back or is it in the beginning throes of a downtrend? So let's go ahead. I'll pr uh, provide some information relative to my background. I have an awful lot of experience both on and with Wall Street. Uh, for eight years, I was a portfolio manager of over $2 billion in assets. And from there, I did join William O'Neill and Company, Bill O'Neill, the founder of Investors Business Daily. And for 15 years, I worked with top portfolio managers and analysts teaching them that O'Neill methodology, which I then took with me as I founded my own investment research firm that is currently being powered by Simpler Trading. It's MEM Investment Research. I have a top performing MEM edge report that I can tell you more about uh, at the end. But let's go ahead and get started here. Let's take a look at what we will be covering here today. And first up is the power of using the broader markets as your guide. And this is going to be providing guidance on whether you should be in the markets or perhaps hedging yourself against where the markets are. So I'll share with you where we currently are as of today, certainly a very uh, eventful week here in the markets. And then how you can tell the difference between whether a stock, again, is it pulling back or are we in more of a downtrend? And most importantly is what indicators that are going to help guide you in determining that difference. And then also, stocks that are recovering from a pullback can oftentimes be an ideal buy candidate, but of course, you do want to make sure you're aware of those broader market conditions before you uh, put money to work. And using history as a guide, of course, with all of my work and in today's presentation, I will be using charts from prior time periods as a guide. History, certainly with technical analysis, it repeats itself again and again. So you will see a number of my charts go back a couple of years. Uh, it's hard to talk about pullbacks versus downtrends in a bear market. So I do have current charts I'll begin with, but a lot of this will have uh, charts that are highly relevant, but they are going to be a little bit dated. Uh, so let's talk about some of those key met metrics that can help guide your decisions. First up will be the industry group of a stock. So I'm going to talk about the importance of when you are looking to identify a stock or enter a stock, you want to make sure that the industry group that that stock is a part of is in an uptrend. That industry group affiliation, as well as the sector that your stock is in, this is a study uh, Bill O'Neill did conduct over many, many years, and almost 50% of your stock's price movement, either up or down, will be guided by that industry group and sector affiliations. So you will want to make sure that paying attention to volume, this is really going to be critical in what we're talking about today. And in identifying an uptrend or a downtrend, that high volume to the downside indicates distribution. And uh, we'll go ahead and get into that as we move forward. And then using different timeframes, you will want to have a super near-term view and then 
kind of zero out and get a longer term look as well, all in uh, an effort to guide your trading actions. And then we'll talk about what indicators are going to be best with that volume and then market sentiment as your guide. So from here, I'm going to share with you some stocks, again, going back historically, most of these, all of these names are going to be names that uh, were part of my MEM Edge report at one point in time. This is Zoom Video ZM, and I am taking us back in time when we are coming out of that 2020 bear market and really just want to highlight the importance of when you are looking for stocks that outperform. My work is all about getting subscribers in front of these big market movers that go on to far outpace the markets. And one of the critical components of those stocks that make that list is that they have and are exhibiting high earnings growth. So Zoom, we're going back to that June period, 2020 almost 600% year-over-year earnings growth. And then as we move forward further into 2020, this big gap up here in ZM, they did post 1,000% year-over-year earnings. Uh, This stock was a big triple-digit winner for us. We pegged it early in the move out of 2020 and stayed with it. Uh, So from here, let's go ahead and take a look at the current market conditions. And what we are looking at here is a daily price chart of the S&P 500. And what we can see today in particular was a particularly harsh day. The markets pulled back, but I would argue that we are currently now in a phase beyond a pullback and entering into a downtrend. So using these broader market indexes is an ideal way to segue into what we will be talking about. So what we have here is the S&P 500, and then I have some simple moving averages that are very critical for my work. This is a daily price chart. I'm using stockcharts.com. So we can see this green line is your 10-day this red is your 50. And actually, I apologize. This pink line is your 21 day. The red is your 50. And then your 200 day is the blue line. So what we have seen in essence this year, 2023, we've had a very bullish January period for the broader markets. February, very, very difficult. It did appear as if we were coming out of the Uh, Woods, we were more in that pullback mode because the S&P found support at that 200. And then uh, Mary Ellen, sorry to interrupt you. Um, Are you able to make that full screen so the audience can see better? Oh my goodness, I apologize. Uh, Absolutely. I had no idea. I'm sure it's, um, let me go ahead and there we go. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Thank you for right. pause Thanks. on that. This makes a big difference. I had no idea. Yeah. So let's dig in. This is going to be much easier to, to uh, traverse here. And as we go through these stocks. So yeah, here we are again with the S&P 500. And what has occurred here is that the S&P today broke down below this 200-day simple moving average. So that's very critical. We have now broken below any possible area of support near term. And your next area of support, we will have to go back to this December period here. So we're not in very good uh, standing here as of the close into today. 
from here, I also want to, and uh, would urge you to as well, to take a look at these momentum indicators. This is an RSI, relative strength indicator. We're going to be talking about this a lot because it now is negative. It's below 50 and trending lower. And your stochastics. This is a faster moving momentum indicator. Very, very useful when you're looking at broader market indices relative to individual stocks. And the stochastics are also now down in negative territory. So uh, we're not particularly, uh, so we are now in a downtrend as opposed to a pullback. We have negative momentum and the broader market S&P below key support. So from here, we're going to take a look. I talked about using different timeframes of your charts. This is a weekly chart of the S&P 500. And a couple of things I want to highlight for you when using longer term, again, using history as your guide. So I'm going to highlight, uh, gosh, we're not going back a whole lot in time, but let's take a look because we had a bear market 2018 into 2019. And then of course that 2020 bear and on the weekly, when that RSI enters negative territory, coupled with negative stochastics that indicates further downside ahead. So we had that take place here in March, further downside. So let's take a look at where we are currently on the weekly. You can see the RSI dipping into negative territory, and then also the stochastics just dipping into negative territory as well. So we will need to see over the next couple of days, but again, historically, when this occurs, it does oftentimes in, uh, indicate that we'll see at least several more weeks of further downside. So uh, keep a close eye on that, or you can subscribe to my MEM Edge report and I will keep you apprised of the market conditions. So here we are uh, again, I'm circling back to that concept of using earnings as a guide. We're looking at NVIDIA. This is also taking us back to that 2020 period. But from here, I'm going to, we will get back to NVIDIA, but what I wanted to share with you uh, at this time were several charts that are current uh, relative to where we are now in the markets. And so first up here is Boot Barn. This is a retailer, B-O-O-T. And so here's what I did want to share with you uh, as it it relates to a pullback versus a downtrend. So again, this is a current chart. I am taking us back to this May period of 2022. Of course, a very tough time for, for most stocks. So that's why I'm not going to be using a lot of current charts. But more to the point here is when BOOT broke below support, that's going to be these moving averages. And the real critical one is that 50-day. So we broke below that 50-day moving average. We had a negative RSI, that's that relative strength indicator. And then I use a MACD, a moving average convergence divergence, which also turned negative. So we have three simultaneous signals, negative RSI, a break below the 50-day moving average, and a negative MACD coupled with that volume. I talked about that volume being important because when we break support on big volume, that is clear-cut distribution, investors want out, and we can see the subsequent deterioration since then. So I did talk uh, or mention very briefly that concept of when your stock then enters a lengthy downtrend. And this is 
uh, something I will probably talk about at a future webinar, but that concept of buying the stock back as it begins to level. So I won't spend a lot of time on this today. We're all about the pullback versus a downtrend. So here we are looking at BOOT into yesterday's close. And at this point in time, the RSI is in positive territory, the MACD still in positive territory. So we can view this deterioration or certainly the uh, move now as a pullback as opposed to a clear-cut downtrend. What will I need to see to tell me that it is more than just a pullback? It's going to be that break below that key 50 and keeping an eye on those momentum indicators. So here is another current chart. We're looking at an ETF for wheat, W-E-A-T. And this is going to take us back again to 2022 as a signal. Now, many of you may remember a lot of these commodity stocks had really significant rallies when Russia first invaded Ukraine, and we had a big move up. Uh, now, this parabolic move up, you would anticipate at the very least a pullback, and we did get just that. But what I wanted you uh, to share with you is during this pullback period here in March of 2022, the momentum stayed positive. This is that RSI, the MACD did have a crossover, but it stayed in positive territory. So you could stay with this ETF. And we did have another secondary move higher. However, going into June, once we saw that RSI trend lower, this particular ETF broke below that 50-day. And your uh, MACD eventually did get into negative territory. That is your sell signal we did get high volume. So you can see the deterioration that emanated or occurred beyond that. And then as we move forward, we can see that this wheat ETF had a go nowhere environment for quite some time. But then this secondary break below these moving averages, negative momentum, and it signaled further downside ahead. One other name that's uh, more current, this is Guideware Software, G-W-R-E. And again, taking us back to 2022, uh, we did have this uh, late July into August rally in growth stocks. However, uh, and this is a software stock, of course, we can see that into the end of August, this particular name broke the RSI down below net neutral into negative territory, broke key support, relatively high volume. And then we did get that negative MACD crossover. So that was signaling that this uptrend at the very least could have been trading sideways, but we are starting to deteriorate here. And then as we moved further, you can see that the stock uh, did in fact have quite a bit of downside ahead. Here again is that downtrend reversal concept, but let's take a look here at recent price action in GWRE into March of this year. So we can see this is that nice January rally that took place in the markets. And then GWRE very much in line. You want to make sure that if your stock is pulling back, the broader markets aren't getting trading higher. It is in line with the markets. GWRE found support. It traded down right to that 50-day simple moving average. And you can see 
over the past week, the stock has then broken back above these shorter term moving averages with your momentum shifting into positive territory. So this is that pullback versus a downtrend, a lot more red, uh, just a more pronounced downtrend taking shape there. So here is another current chart. This is monolithic power. It is a semiconductor stock. So again, going back to the third into the fourth quarter of last year, MPWR, we can see that the RSI got into negative territory as the stock was breaking below key support. Your MACD began to trend more negatively. Now, there is uh, there may be reason to stay with the stock here. It's going to have everything to do with what the rest of the market is doing. So perhaps you would stay with the stock. But once we break below this red 50-day and the 200-day, take a look at that huge volume in the beginning of September. So had you stayed with it, this type of break would be your ultimate, most definite sell. This is historical precedent, a stock breaking below the 50 on heavy volume. You are well advised to uh, exit the stock at that time. So here we are, more current chart. I mean, more recently here into March, MPWR, big winner coming out of this January nice bull phase. It fared well during a difficult February period. And at this time, it is considered just a pullback. It's finding support at this 21-day simple moving average, your momentum here in positive territory, your RSI and your MACD. So if we see this RSI get into negative territory, a break below support, that would of course change the outlook. But this is that look of a pullback, positive momentum relative to a downtrend. Uh, Cirrus, I apologize for not headlining this, but this is another semiconductor stock. Same concept with this downtrend shaping up high volume, negative momentum relative to what is shaping up as more of a pullback, finding support at that 21-day simple moving average, your momentum still up there in positive territory. So until we see further evidence similar to this, it is being viewed as simply a pullback. From here, you do want to always make sure that you're aware of the dynamics of that industry group. This is into yesterday's close. We are looking at the industry, the semiconductor group chart. And those last two ch uh, stocks that I shared with you, MPWR, as well as CRUS are both semiconductor stocks. So this is only takes but a minute, but it is time well spent. How are the dynamics of the group that that stock is a part of? So in this case, we can see that the RSI back here, this is that pullback that we looked at. I'm sorry, this is the downtrend that we looked at back in those two semiconductor stocks. And you can see that they were trading in tandem with the group. I talked about the importance of making sure the group that your stock is a part of is uh, not trending downward. And in fact, in this case, it was. So here we are again into Wednesday, March 8th's close. We can see that at this time, semiconductor stocks are exhibiting more of just a pullback your momentum is still up here in positive territory. So uh, we'll treat it as that. 
until we see more of a break and negative momentum. So going back again to that 2020 period, we're looking at Coupa software. This was another big winner for my MEM Edge report coming out of that 2020 bear. But let's take a look because what I wanted to point out to you is a key difference between that pullback versus uh, more of a downtrend. So Coupa back here in August of 2020, it did pull back, but it found support at that 50 day. So you will see a uh, I can only term it as a, a head fake where the RSI gets into negative territory, but you're still finding support at that 50. So you can, in instances such as this, particularly coming out of when the RSI gets up above 70, that's overbought. So if we dip below, it's not going to be quite as concerning. This is where it becomes more of an art. But most important is that the Coupa found support at this 50-day. And then as we move further on into September, we get that same negative RSI. However, Coupa drops below that 50-day. That's the key difference in these two scenarios. Another key difference is a huge pickup in volume that's telling you the stock is under distribution. So from here, we can take this a bit further. This is Coupa, that same chart. Here we are with that break below the 50. And you can see the clear-cut continuation by way of selling, further selling taking place. So I did want to highlight that one way of also telling the difference. So going back, uh, we can take a look here at the technology sector back here in 2020. And this is that same period when Coupa ran into uh, trouble. That is, of course, the software stock in the tech industry. And you can see that the sector XLK broke below that 50 as your momentum entered negative territory. So you're getting confirmation that that downtrend is shaping up because the bigger group that the stock is a part of the sector is also breaking down. And then here's the software industry group back there in 2020. And you can see it's kind of wedging here, but awful lot of volume, heavy volume on uh, pull on uh, negative days. And another stock, uh, Spotify back here, we can see as this break occurs, this is another time when that RSI dipped into negative territory, but the stock continued to find support here at that 50. So here we are with a break, very decisive move below 50, indicating that the RSI is now negative. We have a break below this key 50-day high volume. And then your MACD, that other momentum indicator, trends below zero, indicating further downside ahead, as opposed to this pullback where it found support at that key 50-day. So uh, Spotify, again, uh, trending lower. So back in that particular time period, we did see technology pulling back in the fall of 2020, software stocks as well. But here's an example of WDAY, where not every name will break with a group. So this particular stock pulled back as opposed to going into a downtrend found support at that 50-day, your momentum's still up here in positive territory. And then we are uh, subsequent to that during that time period, we were able to regain that uptrend and you can stay with the stock because the momentum is uh, still positive and it's finding support at that 50. Uh, CRM is another name that did not 
go into a downturn. It was merely a pullback. This was another big winner for us. We stayed with it during this pullback because the momentum stayed in positive. That's above 50. That indicates it's above, uh, it's in positive territory. And then it did recover and resume its uptrend. Uh, so that was a pullback that we just looked at sharing with you the view and what it looks like when you have this is Salesforce again, CRM, when we have more than just a pullback. Number one, CRM broke below this red 50-day simple moving average. Your RSI went into negative territory below 50. And then your MACD dipped into negative territory. And take a look, you can see the clear-cut difference as distribution and further downside ahead relative to pulling back to the 50-day and then resuming its uptrend. Uh, and then intraday, for those of you that are comfortable, you can use intraday. This is a one-hour price chart for CRM. This is that same period that we were just looking at. And when you are looking at a recovery from a pullback and a one-hour price chart, you will want to look for that stock to break above the five and 13 hour moving average. And it did so back here, but we didn't get that MACD into positive territory. You want that to line up and then also the RSI in positive territory. So those are your three signals simultaneously on that one hour. And this chart, uh, the stock enters into a nice uptrend. Very similar dynamics here from that July pullback, what to be on the lookout for the positive momentum price break back above the five and 13 hour moving average, and then into that nice uptrend. So uh, here we are looking at a daily chart of Citigroup and looking at the stock for the most part, finding support here, but in that fall period of 2020, once we break that RSI decisively below 50, your MACD goes into negative territory and we see super high volume that is telling you that we are in for further downside over the near term, further downside ahead. And then KRE, and this is the S&P 500 banking ETF. I talked about using your group as the guide. And this is that same period when Citi started coming under selling pressure. You can see that the overall banking group also fell below support and negative momentum. Um, yeah, so then also when you're looking at the broader markets, you want to stay on top of what I call leadership names. This is, of course, Facebook years uh, two years ago. It's a little bit of a different position now as far as a leadership, but it is. Uh, but we are going back to that 2020 period. And we can see that at that point in time in the fall, that was a period the uh, Facebook did break below support negative momentum. So when you see what at that time was a very top performer begin to break support, that's going to be a clue that you'll see other stocks fall as well. Um, let's go ahead. I'm, I'm going to be a little limited uh, on my time, so I want to make sure that I cover everything. Uh, what we are looking at here is Sienna. This is a daily price chart, and I wanted to highlight this particular chart uh, pattern on a daily. For those of you that use the uh, candlestick view, when you see a stock 
have a day where, and this can happen on a weekly chart as well, where the stock trades above the high of the prior day and then closes below the low of that prior day. So this is a really exaggerated, but a good example of what is called a an outside, and actually that should say bearish, a bearish outside reversal day. We have a high below the above the prior high on the prior day, and then it closes at below the low. So bullish outside, I'm sorry, bearish outside reversal day coupled with negative momentum. And then again, super high volume. So it did in fact foretell uh, quite a bit more in the way of downside there. And this is plug power, a big winner back in that 2020 period. And what I wanted to point out to you here is that concept of pulling back. So PLUG back here in July of 2020, you can see that that RSI dipped into negative territory, but that same concept, it found support above that 50-day and your MACD stayed above that net neutral zero. So you were able to stay with the pullback and the stock went on to greater heights. This was a big winner back there, I think up about 400%. But again, that pullback above the 50, even though we dipped below, we were able to recover and the MACD remained in positive territory. Uh, let's see if I can make sure again, uh, we did look at that already. This is another bank stock. Um, so yeah, let's take a look at XLK. This is the technology ETF. And what I did want to highlight for you here is the September in 2018. Uh, this is going into that 2018 bear market where we recovered in March of 2019. But the relevance here is the fact that the technology sector, XLK, did deteriorate well before the broader markets. Most of the damage for the broader markets was in that December period, but tech was the first area to fall. And the signals here using XLK is a break below this 50-day super high volume. And then you have these negative RSI and the MACD enters into negative territory. So tech was the most uh, damaged during this uh, 2018 into 2019 bear market. But those were your first signals here. Unlike these pullback periods back here where the RSI dipped into negative territory, we did get high volume, but your uh, momentum on that MACD remained in positive territory. So uh, yeah, so here we are with uh, IBB, which is biotechnology. And again, I want to share with you that concept of a pullback, finding support at that 50 versus when we break key support and your momentum enters into negative territory. And the importance there is if you owned biotech stocks during this period, you may have wanted to uh, lighten up. And of course, here's Regeneron, a major biotech stock during that same period as it breaks below that key 50-day simple moving average and your momentum enters into negative territory. More further downside ahead, here's Vertex, another big biotech stock breaking below that 50-day super big volume, your momentum turns negative and the stock goes on to do a lot more than just pull back. 
Uh, ACMR, this is a semiconductor stock. So uh, quite simply, we're really reciting uh, the same, but it's more to really bring home that point that when it breaks below that 50-day, oftentimes uh, this on this particular day, had you sold because that RSI on that day turned negative, as did the MACD, uh, you would have not in, been involved because subsequent to this break below the 50, ACMR fell 28% more on news. So let's see if I can um, uh, form factor another tech name in that late period, that Q3 period of 2020. And again, very similar dynamics where you have your momentum shift into negative territory and FORM breaks below the 50. This is classic. Your shorter term moving averages trading below longer term. That's called a death cross. So uh, just to highlight, key in on the price action together with the volume, pay attention to those moving averages. Use that RSI and the MACD as guidance. Don't be afraid to take profits. You can always get back in. Uh, for those of you that are interested, I would urge you to trial my MEM Edge report for four weeks. It is normally uh, 97 per month, and you can experience my twice-weekly report for $7, and it's delivered right to your email. It does have individual buy and sell candidates, intra-week alerts if needed, and a whole lot of information relative to uh, price and, I'm sorry, sector rotation taking place, and uh, I've been able to capture most of the winning stocks. Uh, I picked Devon in 2022. We held on to it for that year. It was the number one stock. I uh, picked Occidental at the beginning of 2022. That was the biggest winner last year. So uh, all about getting helping you and getting in front of those big winners, and then also taking advantage of rotation as it shapes up. So I believe my time is up and uh, thank you for sticking around for